This is The Blueprint, brought to you by Executive Platforms. Hello again, everyone. You're listening to another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint podcast series. My name is Jeff Mix. I'm head of content and research. And my guest today is Yash Saberwal of uh, Cherry Circle. Uh, they're the people behind uh, QBD Vision, which is just this incredible platform. And uh, I'm really excited. We're going to be talking about how product and process development for pharma and biotech is changing and uh, you know what some of the senior executives need to understand about that process. Yash, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for having us today. We're really excited to talk about some of the changes that are happening in the industry. You know, you're having a lot of conversations on site with biopharmaceutical manufacturing executives. What are some of the common things that they're coming to you with? Well, as biopharmaceutical manufacturing executives come to us, they're all struggling with the same challenges of how to manage the information that's generated over the long life cycle of CMC development. As you move from process development into scale up and optimization, and then into validation and tech transfer, there's a lot of information that gets generated. In today's world, it's generated often in Microsoft Office applications and statistical packages, and and it it leads to a problem where there's really poor visibility and transparency, and they're all trying to figure out how to change that um, as they go forward with with their new programs. You know, it's a common theme that I'm hearing in, in my interviews as well. A lot of things have changed over the last 10 years and new tools are becoming available, but it can seem a little daunting. You know, when you're having these conversations, what are some of the pieces of advice that you offer? The, the main piece of advice is that the regulations and a lot of the best practices are already outlined um, out there in, in the industry. So the ICH guidelines... Um, the QBD principles have been around for a long time. The challenge has been that, you know, while those things tell you what to do, nobody knows actually how to do them because the tools aren't available. And so what we're now seeing in the industry is um, these types of digital tools coming to the forefront where, you know, people are looking at this and saying, there's a better way to do this. We don't need to use documents as databases for the rest of our lives. Um, and there, there are more efficient ways to manage this information. And, uh, and that's really what we're starting to see come to the forefront. Now, when I imagine myself as a uh, biopharmaceutical executive, I probably rose up through the ranks running some of this stuff on Microsoft Office back in the day. And, and as uncomfortable as that is, it's familiar. And then I look at these new suites, and it can seem a little daunting. Um, what advice would you give them as they're weighing pros and cons of different options? So you know, we, get this, we get this question a lot around, uh, it seems like there's, you know, the, the, the platforms that are out there, um, they're going to be difficult to use until we get all our data in there. And our, our response to that is, well, um, possibly, but there's a lot of value in actually building that information and in over time as your program's evolving. So if, you're, if you take that step now where you start to build that information as you're generating it, then by the time you're really ready to utilize that information, whether it's for a regulatory submission or it's for a, or a tech transfer, you know, all this system is all, all this information is already there and you're not trying to retroactively build it um, with all the legacy data that you have, which can be really daunting at that point in time. Would you say the right approach is to have a tool that works with legacy assets or a tool that replaces legacy assets? You have to do both uh, because there are organizations at all different stages. uh, And some of them are starting with digital strategies right as they begin their development programs. But you have others who are catching up um, with digital strategies and they're well into development programs. So the most successful systems are going to be those that can actually help 
uh, companies do you know, uh, work either way. So if you're already moving down, uh, you're already well advanced on your development path, you can uh, still use this platform to get your legacy information in quickly. Or if you're a new company and you're just getting started, uh, you can uh, utilize you know, whatever platform you're looking at uh, and start to put your information in at that time as well. Let's talk about a few concrete things. I mean, everyone sort of understands, oh, you invest in technology and, and you get to do things better than before. But what we're really talking about here is, is a digital transformation. It's changing the way product is designed. It's the way process is designed. Yo, could you speak to that? Yeah, so you know, a lot of times people will say, well, I am comfortable with my Excel. Why should I change? Right? I, and, I, and my response to that is, well, let's take an example. Uh, if you look at the ICHQ8 guidelines, they ask you that you should be able to trace critical process parameters to critical quality attributes. Now, if you ask those people how do they do that, they say, well, we just have to manually kind of create these maps, right? So um, you, can, you can stay with your approach and manually create, create maps, or you can move to you know, more um, robust systems that automate these things for you, and, uh, and, and you can move down the curve a lot faster. I do want to get into your company a little bit, and just before we get too far into it, can you make the dividing line for me? There's Cherry Circle, and then there's QBD Vision. I love the name QBD Vision. I keep trying to say it. Um, I actually, when I first got into conference production, my very first event was all about quality by design. So I'm like, I know what this thing is, but I don't want to ignore Cherry Circle. Give us a 30-second snapshot of your organization, and then we'll talk a little bit more about what you guys do for the industry. Sure. So Cherry Circle is the name of the company, and it was named that way because my co-founder and I were neighbors on Cherry Lawn Circle in Austin, Texas, many years ago. And so we were friends uh, back then, but uh, I recognized he was a very talented software developer, and at some point I thought, if I ever start a software company, this is the person I want to do it. Ryan Shillington is, the, is my other co-founder. So Cherry Circle is the company. QBD Vision is the platform because the idea is that uh, you want to uh, develop under the best principles and you want those, those, those pr best principles to give you visibility into what you're doing with your development. Okay, well that was a great like, overview. So let's talk specifics. Um, a biopharmaceutical company is looking to update or improve what they're doing and uh, QBD Vision is the tool that looks best for what they're looking to do. What does day one look like? How do you get started? So day one starts, you know, getting a core team of people together, right? That might include people from your process development, from your analytical development, maybe some people from, you know, MSAT or tech ops. And again, you're following the guidelines. So if you go to ICHQ8, they basically tell you start with the target product profile, start with a quality target product profile. That's patient and it's product. And it's very clear. That's where they want you to start with the end in mind. And that's how our software is configured. You start there with the end in mind. You don't have to start there, but that's a good idea to start there. If you want to start with your process, you can go ahead and do that. But we always recommend start there because now you're defining what it is that you're trying to get to, right? What's the destination, if you will? And once you know the destination, then you can really think about what's going to be my roadmap to get there. And so that's really how our software is constructed. It's intended to be something that really provides a lot of context around what you're doing before you really think about the data. So that's a, a, uh, an, an opposite sort of uh, theme uh, uh, as opposed to other you know, uh, solutions that might be out there where they're very data centric and we try to be very context centric first because um, then the data can make, you know how it makes sense and what you're doing with it when you finally go there. 
often when I talk about a new tool or a new technology, I want to talk about the people part of it, right? Because this is uh, changing the way people are doing business. They're giving up their old systems. They're trying something new. Is there a learning curve? How do you deal with, you know, there's going to be some natural hesitation. Uh, can you speak to that? Sure. I mean, change behavior is, uh, change management, excuse me, is something that you always have to think about when these new technologies are deployed. Uh, people ask us about that. And, you know, our response is that, well, uh, you're going to do a risk assessment. You have to. ICHQ9 says you have to. So the question is, where are you going to do it? Our software isn't asking you to do something different than you're required to do. It's just giving you a different place to put that information. So you can put it in an Excel spreadsheet if you want. But if you put it in a, a solution like QB Division that's structured, you have the ability to connect that information, that risk assessment information, in ways that are much more robust and, and deeper that can provide a lot more context to the organization than a simple Excel spreadsheet can. So it's, you know, you're still putting information into something, just, you know, where do you want to put it is the question. And that is, is to us, the answer is put it in QBD vision because it'd be a, a, a much more productive uh, exercise in the long run. We talked about day one. Let's talk about day two, day three. I mean, what is, you say we're putting a team together, how much manpower is involved? How much time is involved? How many resources do I have to give them? Is this a long process, a slow process, a quick process? What, what, what is the timeline? Well, you know, we want to, people to think about this not as a resource-intensive uh, solution to be using. It's intended to be something that provides you a lot of leverage to make your organization more efficient. So as an example, if you've been putting information in for three, four years into our system, now you're ready to do a tech transfer, right? The, the traditional ways to do tech transfer are very document-based. Oh, we have thousands of reports that describe our process. Here you go. Here's all these thousands of pages. Now you figure out, you know, sort of, you figure out how that's going to transfer to the next scale, right? And, and, and we're saying, well, what if we digitize all of it? Right? If it's all digital in our system, then that transfer becomes less of a transfer and more of a sharing. Now you're tech sharing. You're not tech transferring anymore. And people are getting together around our platform to say, okay, how does this process compare to this process? And it's all right there in front of you because you've taken the time uh, to build it in over the years instead of thinking of it as a, okay, now we have to go do this as a separate activity, which is then very resource intensive, very time intensive, and it, and it challenges your ability to move quickly. How long has QBD Vision been on the market? Uh, about four and a half. Well, the company's about four and a half years old. Uh, the solution's been on the market for about three years. And, um, you know, uh, been very well received across a variety of different sizes of organizations, uh, organizations in different um, uh, uh, phases of development, and also just different applications. You know, uh, our, our platform is flexible enough that you can do small molecules, you can do biologics. You know, I tell people you could, you know, manage a beer brewing process in our software or a cake baking process in our software. It's that flexible, um, so you can build whatever you want if you're manufacturing something. Some of those first users, they must have uh, just a wealth of experience now. Are they giving back? Are you collaborating with your early clients to improve the tool? Absolutely. Um, we really pride ourselves on, on using customer feedback to improve the product. So a lot of the features that are in there today weren't envisioned originally, uh, but through customer feedback and their engagement, um, and their just passion about what the software can do for them uh, has really improved the software immeasurably in ways that's benefiting the entire industry because it's not just built for them, it's built for everybody. We have covered a lot of ground already. If there was one or two key takeaways you want people to think about a little further having listened to this, what would those be? You know, uh, 
a lot of times people say, well, how did I come up with this idea, right? They ask me that question. And, you know, uh, back in the first half of the last decade, I was the chief operating officer at Zeros Pharmaceuticals. I was dealing with, you know, uh, all these same problems and uh, through scale up and development. And, you know, it was very frustrating. It was very difficult. Um, and, uh, but that's what everybody in the industry knows and, and does. And I think what, you know, our message is it just doesn't have to be that way anymore, right? There are um, a variety of new tools that are coming out for different phases, whether it's R&D discovery or it's digital CMC or it's, you know, uh, MES and, and commercial manufacturing and CPV. Um, there's all these tools out there. And I think if you're willing to embrace them and, and really make them a part of your business process, then you can get a tremendous amount of leverage which, uh, and, and efficiencies, which is what we need today. Because as the pandemic showed us, you know, rapid response is, is something that's going to be critical for the industry going forward, uh, regardless of what, you know, uh, what the actual situation is. I love that you're actually a, a former end user who saw a problem and said there has to be a better way. Um, can you speak to your team? Uh, we, we get a lot of... Uh, we get a lot of feedback along those lines, and, and, and there was a person who said to me once that, because I was commenting that we have a lot of non-pharma people in our company, and they ask a lot of questions about well, why is it done this way, does that really make sense? And I said, I don't know if, in the early days, I said, I don't know if we'll be successful because, you know, there's a lot of non-pharma people in the company, and this person said, because you have a lot of non-pharma people in the company, you know, you probably will solve the problem because you're not going to have all the biases that, that the people in the industry might have. So um, that's, you know, a, a, a great point. And we've leveraged that experience and the experience of our advisors who are from the industry to, I think, build a solution that's pretty um, user-friendly and intuitive for the industry. I think there's a real opportunity here for companies to you know, contact you guys, see whether or not your solution is the right fit for them. What would be the best way for them to get in touch? Well, go to our website first. Um, take a look at the information we have there. We try to do a lot of thought leadership and write white papers and blogs to explain why what we're doing is important for, you know, the overall industry. So I'd say start there and then, you know, contact us for a demo. Um, we also do a lot of pilot projects with companies. It's sort of a try before you buy approach where, you know, we can work with a small team of yours for a couple of weeks or a couple of months. And you can, you know, bring your own data into the platform for your own projects and really see what that fit is with your own business process and your own organization. Uh, and, you know, that usually leads to a broader engagement because people really appreciate the um, utility that our software brings and the, and the efficiencies it does bring to their operations. I always love when a software provider says you don't have to buy it, play around with it a little bit, and seeing will be believing. I think that's a great business model, and I think it's a great invitation. Um, Yash, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Jeff. I really appreciated the, the conversation, and we look forward to uh, many more conversations in the future. Absolutely. Well, you know, this has been another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint Podcast Series. My name is Jeff Mix. Let's do it again soon.